0: <laughs> hello friends my name is steve and we are here today to talk about the prestige I'm here with our friend lady jane books jane how are you doing today i, I am doing that.
1: so well i am just having the best day i'm always excited whenever i get to talk to steve about anything books movies you name it we always have like the best conversations and so when steve was like i've never seen the prestige well, you knew you knew Lady Jane was going to come to town on this one. You knew it. So yeah. so, yeah. So I'm super excited to talk to you about this. I think we have a lot to discuss tonight. What did you so. think, Steve?
0: I liked it. Um, I thought it was a little bit long. I think it could have been tightened up a little bit, but that's <laughs> that's uh, that's a Nolan thing, you know. That's I think yeah. most of his movies. But then I think back on okay, what could have been trimmed, and it's like I can't really think of anything. So. Hmm. It felt like it was like, this is kind of long, but when you look back on it, it's like, eh, it's not, you know, I didn't really feel like I was wasting my time either. Yeah. So yeah. it's one of those things.
1: Yeah. I think that's um, something where, again, every scene served a purpose and mm-hmm. editing had to be very, done very strategically in order to get the full picture. Um, but you're right. It does kind of put a lot into it.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of story too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wondered what what made you suggest this movie?
1: So we had just talked about one of my (laughs) favorite films, the boy. And um, in that discussion, we talked a lot about foreshadowing and a lot about um, these really cinematic elements (laughs) to kind of reveal the story throughout time. And so I had said, which is funny that this worked out. I had said that I had not seen that much foreshadowing since the prestige. And then you're like, I've never seen The Prestige. So I was like, well, we're going to talk about it then. Um, And quite frankly, I think this is probably one of the best films in modern cinematic history. I think it's um, a very, very different type of story. And it's a really great, um, it's a great use of all the cinematic elements. Great acting, great set design, uh, great Hmm. foreshadowing and storytelling. So I'm excited to kind of dive in and talk to talk about this with you. Oh,
0: wow. I'm -hmm. I'm impressed. So the I was surprised that it had the cast it did, because it has, like, I mean, a stellar cast from top to bottom almost.
1: And do you know, I have a theory, I've talked about this a couple times, actually, on my channel, Uh, I have a theory that if a film has too many stars in it, it's probably a bad film.
0: Yeah, is it because they overshadow each other? Or no, they... it's
1: because the writers know it's such a nosedive of a story that the only saving grace is these big names, and that's the only way they're going to draw people in. So I'm always wary if a movie has two, more than like three stars, I'm very wary about it. Um, I, In my experience, whenever you have more than three like big name um, actors or actresses, then it's it's not good, but surprisingly, this one is a major exception. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they didn't. It seemed like they all kind of had their had their moments. Yeah. Of, to shine. Yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't feel like one out outshined another.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and they worked so, very
1: well uh, together, and they worked off of each other very very well too.
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, I mean with um, with Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, it's like yeah you can't really go wrong
1: Well, know? no 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 it's not even that michael Caine walks in the room you're all done you're all finished you know what he i had, mean
0: he has one of those iconic voices doesn't he like you know yeah. he's there just yeah. with his voice i just
1: love him. um i actually heard an audiobook that once <laughs> i'm not sure if it was like the ugly duckling or something and um or it was maybe the goose or something or the swan I'm not sure, but he actually did the audiobook of it, and I listened to that nonstop when I discovered it. Just because I love hearing his voice, like reading and his inflection, it's just so iconic. It really is. Nice. And you Perfect. know, like when he's in a film, it's gonna be a good film. I don't think I've ever seen a bad Michael Caine film.
0: Mm, I'll have to look. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll have to put that to the test one of these days. Uh, Jason Cross is here. Hey, Gene. Hey, 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 Jason. Steve, hey, Jean.
1: How are you? Hey,
0: Sure coming by have you, have you seen the prestige let us know
1: yeah have you seen it Jason
0: yeah, this one down below um so we we talked a little bit about foreshadowing and mm. uh what were your thoughts on on foreshadowing on this one what 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 is it about so this one that's kind of like what I
1: absolutely love about this is this is another movie that tells you exactly what's happening blatantly from the very beginning And it just kind of keeps like hammering in um, these little like um, stories. And if you pay attention very closely, you know what the twist is. Um, Now, that wasn't the case with the boy. You know, we we would have no way of knowing um, until it was (laughs) revealed. But if you look back, literally, there are lines that say, like, well, what happened to X, Y, and Z? And at the time, the viewer doesn't even think about it. Hmm. But when you look back, it's so. Compelling. it's amazing and one thing i picked up on on the latest watch was that um the at the very opening scene when they're all backstage after the trick and they're talking about the knot um and michael kane's character says um hey why don't you sell us your trick and um christian bale's um Character says, "Well, no one can do my trick," and there you go, right there, you're setting the stage, hmm. and he's t- alluding to it, and he's alluding it to it every time. Like I'll never sell my trick. And it's just, it's really amazing. Like no one else can do it, and he's outright telling you without telling you. It's brilliant.
0: Hmm. And there is a lot of well. First of all, I didn't know magicians were so ruthless. I didn't. <gasps> I mean, I had no idea there. <laughs> it's
1: showbiz. It's showbiz. Of course, they're. Gonna be yeah,
0: the the obsession, and it's it starts as almost a revenge tale, and then it becomes something else, and it's like this back and forth. that's trying to out outdo each other the, all the time.
1: Did you know that this was actually a book?
0: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't until after.
1: No, me neither. And I was just like, dang, I actually kind of want to read the book now. I want to see like how this goes, but um, I almost don't want to read it because I'm afraid that it's going to make the movie shine a little less. But I'm actually kind of convinced that. On its own, the movie would still like stand within its own right, even if we had read the book. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think it's one of those ones that I think would stand up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um the score, the score stood out to me a lot too. Really? But I forgot to check. I forgot to check who did it, but Why? it is I don't know, it just it was good. It was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> I honestly didn't notice that as much. I looked more for like the storytelling and the tells and the action and stuff like that. So I'm gonna have to watch back and now listen to the actual score. Yeah. You know, what was a great moment though, at the very, very end when he's, um, alone in the basement. I'm not sure if you can call it the basement with the prestige materials. Um, and you have that really like screechy violin where it's just, it's building that suspense so well and it's timed so well. I have to say, I, I did like that part of the mm-hmm.
0: score. So the, the first time that you watched it, did you know what the, what did you, what twists did you see coming? Cause there's a lot of twists.
1: I actually didn't see any of them coming the first time I watched it. I watched this years ago, I think when it like first came out. and um, I, I did kind of suspect a little bit about the main twist um, about Christian Bale's character. Um, really? But yeah you but saw the, that one well. yeah, but the way they had incorporated it because I was like, no, the, the whole thing that kind of tipped me off was the trick part where Michael Caine says, um, and this is another foreshadowing and I think it's brilliant. This is one of my favorite parts of film um, where Michael Caine's um, is backstage with Hugh Jackman's character and they had just seen his trick, the, um, the competition trick, Christian Bale. And um, Hugh Jackman's character is going nuts. He's like, how does he do it? How does he do it? And Michael Caine gives this little tiny dead giveaway he's like, well, he has to use a double. That's the only way I know how. And he's like, no, it's the same one. It's the same guy that comes out. And Michael Caine just quickly, quietly says, no, it's not. And that's that again, it tells you everything that's going on. But it's so subtle. And this actually led me to a recent like thought process of mine where I personally believe that. there were all these little tiny elements of the story sprinkled out so when i watched it again i saw more of those Hmm. so i think that was really interesting um the other scene that i truly love is the one where um uh, christian bale's character is kind of flirting with uh, his love interest and her nephew and the nephew gets really upset about the bird and he says what happened to you know his his partner there his his brother and you know you just see like this moment of realization on Christian Bale's face and it's brilliant. And again, it tells you absolutely everything. Hmm. It's, I just love the structure of how the story was written and how it's unveiled. And it kind of just like pulls the viewer along with it. I love it. A
0: couple of uh, comments. Uh, Brandy, we love Andy Serkis. He's another actor that was in this one. Yeah. I didn't
1: recognize him at first. And then I actually just saw watch Lord of the Rings. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then I looked it up. I was like, well, dang. Let's call him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming by, Varsha.
1: Hello.
0: Hello, Jane. Uh, Jason Cross. I've seen it. My wife wife made (laughs) wife
1: watch Oh, she sounds fun. She sounds amazing. (laughs) Uh,
0: Just enough big names with two big name cameos. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That's true. (laughs) <laughs> the the body double for Hugh Jackman, the other role he played, and they, they shortened his jaw oh, yeah. a little bit and they made him look a little different. Um, I thought that was hilarious, even um, though they, it's...
1: They actually made him wear earlobes. Hugh Jackman doesn't have, like, earlobes. And so the, one of the main, like, differences was that they, he had to wear, like, prosthetic earlobes, which gave, like, that slight eerie difference mm. about him. Because you couldn't really tell what was different, but you knew it wasn't the same. Um, so, yeah, earlobes is a secret, Steve
0: makes a big difference yeah yeah <laughs> just, it was just different enough to uh you could tell it was you know you knew it was him but it still had that yeah it's it, like
1: a, a doppelganger type of thing
0: yeah and it, it was a it was it was a nice com- like comedic relief i think it needed a bit of a bit of lightheartedness in there okay.
1: and but you knew it was also a setup for things to go horribly and i just I
0: love that. Too. <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh david julian did the score uh,
1: all
0: right yeah. Google helps. yeah google it does indeed uh I read that the book is written like the diaries of two magicians. Uh yeah.
1: <laughs> that actually makes sense because that's in the film. I really like this kind of like inception style. Like he's reading my journal, but I'm reading his. And I know you're reading mine. I love that like play off of each other with that, with the journals. It's so fun. I might have to put this on my list now to see if I enjoy it as much.
0: Hmm. Mm, maybe that would be fun to do. Uh Varsha, I'm currently making my way through the book. It makes some very interesting narrative choices and i like at some point to figure out how someone has who hasn't seen the movie would interpret the Ooh,
1: book. that's a great idea that's brilliant mm-hmm. yeah
0: I agree. uh he did a lot of the score for, uh, of nolan memento oh okay he did the score from memento too okay
1: cool
0: another great nolan movie one of his first i think right memento i honestly
1: haven't seen it
0: you haven't seen memento
1: i know i know see now see this is how this goes steve like <laughs> You don't see a video or a movie I make you watch it. I don't see a movie you make me watch it. This is just how this, this whole series is going to go. To be honest,
0: it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, it's like Inception
1: end. that we just—if you watch all of these streams back, you see where everything leads to. It's hilarious. All the yeah. movie reviews.
0: You can't really go wrong with Nolan. Um, <laughs> he has a signature kind of a signature thing on it.
1: Did he do Inception? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I like that.
0: So I think. One of the things that I think is interesting is which which magician were you rooting for or which did you find more sympathetic?
1: Oh, that's a tough question, Steve. Okay, Steve, you go first. What <laughs> what um, magician did you find more sympathetic, Steve?
0: I thought Robert, who's Hugh Jackman. I thought he was more sympathetic because he mm-hmm. lost his wife and yeah. Alfred didn't seem like he really... Like it yeah. really bothered him that he, he basically killed his wife. Like yeah. he had the knot and he knew that it was a knot. She didn't know how to, how to, um, you know, get out of. So he almost, did it, he did it on purpose almost as a way to take a risk and to like, yeah. you know, but I kind of thought like, why did he, did he do it on purpose to, to, to create all the, create this conflict or was it just a, I think it was I'm going to see sh- if she can do it.
1: Yeah. I think it was, I personally interpret it more as a, um, I have a good idea, why aren't you listening to me? I'm going to prove that it's a good idea, and it just went horribly well. Um, another fun fact about this film, um, do you know uh, the anagram for it, Robert Angier? And then, what was his name? Alfred, uh, Alfred Borden. Borden. So if you put Alfred Borden, Robert Angier, it goes Abra, like abracadabra. Oh, I didn't
0: know that.
1: Brilliant. And also, Alfred Borden... Um, that's also some um that's actually a combination of both of the names. So I think mm. one of them is Alfred and the uh oh, sorry, okay. one of them is Albert and the other one is Frederick, which by the way, when they say like Freddie, they're actually calling the twin whose name is Frederick by his name Freddie. And that's why sometimes he's like, Don't call me that, or like, well, that's my name. Because oh. it's a switch, because they're Freddie. He's literally Freddie. Alfred is Frederick. It's a combination of the two. It's the two people sharing one name, one life.
0: I totally missed that. I mean, it's
1: so brilliant. So this is the type of stuff that I'm like, this is brilliant. <laughs> uh,
0: but was it Alfred? Yeah. So was it Alfred that killed his wife? Or which so that's was the it?
1: thing. So I interpret it as, well, Alfred is both. Alfred mm-hmm. is like the one persona. Um, I personally see it as Frederick killed the wife. Because I see that Frederick was like the bad one; he was the risk taker, and then um, I forget his first name. I gotta write Fred down Albert. Albert. Frederick. <laughs> Albert is kind of like the good, like safe, like good twin and bad twin type of thing. And so um, you can actually tell when you look back and you see like the nuances and like the body language, which one is which in which scene which is very interesting when you know the secret and you're trying to figure out who did what. But So I interpret it as Frederick, the bad twin, killed the wife. But then when Angier is asking, well, what Not did you die? He's asking the other twin. And that's why the other twin's like, well, I don't know.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because he literally wasn't the one. So he's like, I I don't know. Oh,
0: okay. I wondered that too. I just thought he was just being coy you know and i think
1: then i think frederick just played along with that because did you see that one scene where he's talking to um the twin all dressed up and he was like oh by the way can you help me with my wife and my girl wants to go to the zoo like can you help me out here so i think they debrief about what their activities (laughs) and that was why it matched up when both of them said well i don't know because they had initially the good twin was like i don't know i didn't do it and, but then he had to tell the bad twin, like, yeah, you gotta say you don't know because I said that. So, all these little nuances and these interactions are so interesting to me.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, classy vigilante. I was on Hugh Jackson's side until it was revealed that Alfred wasn't actually a bad guy.
1: <laughs> oh, classy mm-hmm. yeah, watched it too.
0: Cool. Yeah, reverse watched it last night. Uh, I think he said he didn't know what knot he tied because he wasn't the one that tied it.
1: That's exactly it, Brandy. That's it. And I think that's brilliant. These are the types of details that, like, get me excited about this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I didn't even realize that. I just thought he was just, like, he didn't want to admit that he tied a different knot or he didn't want to admit what knot he tied.
1: Which, by the way, there's also a theory that one of them has, like, a shaven eyebrow. Like, it's, like, a little scar. But the other one has like a shortened eyebrow. I tried, like I, I stood in front of my television looking at this, um, <laughs> at, at these gentlemen's eyebrows, things we do for YouTube, Steve. Um, yeah. And yes, I couldn't really tell. Like I was like, no, they all kind of look the same. <laughs> but evidently people claim that like you can tell which twin is which based on like the position of the cut in the eyebrow. Mm,
0: interesting. So, so there's, lo- there's lots of double crosses. And... One of them that I didn't see that I probably should have was Scarlett Johansson's character, Olivia, that she mm-hmm. she was asked to basically be a spy. And instead of being a spy, she admitted, he sent me here to be a spy and I hate him for it. So, and, but this is all revealed after we kind of know what, you know, cause at first I thought she was the spy that she was mm. reporting back, but she really wasn't. She was like, yeah. screw you buddy. Like. <laughs> Which of course, I mean, what does he expect? But I think that yeah. that obsession, you know, over it ruled his way of thinking. He ruled his life. He, that's all he Absolutely. thought about.
1: Yeah, and I love that. I love that scene between the two of them when he like asks her to do that, and she's looking at him like, "Are you kidding me?" And that's the moment that she like falls out of love with him. So I think that was a really interesting touch to this film because otherwise, we're like, yeah, we don't know whether to trust her or not. Trust her. Or trust her or not um so i really really like that we kind of have that little peek into her motives as well mm-hmm.
0: and she seems like one of the stronger stronger world characters i mean i know she was a mistress but when at the end when when alfred or i forget which twin is talking about his his wife hanging herself and yeah. um you know he's he's really cold and calloused about it like he's like okay well you know she's gone but i like that she got up and left and said well yeah. that's not that's not okay that's not normal you're something's wrong with
1: you yeah yeah she had a lot of like gumption hmm. which i mean really like for character um there is also a theory of whether or not <laughs> the bad twin did that too because remember in the scene before now this is just a theory i don't know what i think about this but <laughs> in the scene before they're fighting and i'm mm-hmm. presuming it's the bad twin that he's like be quiet be quiet and um she says, like, I know what you are. And he's like, stop it. Like, don't like reveal a secret. And then um Scarlett Johansson's character said something really interesting. Like, um she had sent a message to me and she wanted to meet that day, but I didn't go. Right. So I'm almost and then it seemed like a strange like thing for her to do all of a sudden, you know, like I don't I don't know if I buy that it was like grief because I'm like, it's not bad thing you know what I mean it's not like I mean yeah it's a secret but it's not like this is like a life-changing secret type of thing so um there's actually and then when he's walking away from his twin from the last time he's like I'm sorry for it all I'm sorry for your wife so there is a little bit of a hint that maybe he met her and like did that thinking that she was going to meet um Scarlett Johansson's character and like Mm -hmm. to keep their secret so I'm kind of interested to explore that a little bit more on a, like another watch and see if I, that solidifies or not. But I think that's a really interesting way to think about it.
0: So did his wife know that he was a twin? did, did yes. she know that? The, so she did know.
1: Yeah, she figured it out. She's like, I know what you are. And which I think is a little weird, but actually I was looking up that scene and the actress said like, I just blurted it out. And I felt so bad because I thought I gave it away that they were going to like cut the entire thing, but they actually, but Christian Bale did very well with it. And that's how it kind of ballooned into another foreshadowing. (laughs) So,
0: The, uh, so, okay. So the wife knew. Yeah. I wonder when she knew and how that whole arrangement worked.
1: I don't know. I think she kind of figured it out when, um, she was saying like you love me some days and you love don't love me the other days or like you oh. mean it some days or you don't mean it the other days, um, so I think she was like what what's going on here, um, so I think she kind of put two and two together.
0: So that was her way of asking which twin am I talking to?
1: Yeah, hmm. but I think she I think she figured it out right before that scene. Hmm. Like I think like what when she's asking that she doesn't know, but I think right before that scene off camera she probably put it together. Also, Scarlett Johansson's character says like, "Well, he uses a double; it's a disguise." I see like hair lying around and like you know glue and whatnot, whatever they do. I don't, I don't know. Um, and so maybe she stumbled across something like that too. It's like, why, why do we have all this like weeks around the house? What's going on? So,
0: um, I think Michael Caine's character says something like, um, "He he leaves it around like they, he leaves it around on purpose, almost like a to make you think."
1: Yeah, I think that was um, Angier er said that oh, okay. he's like he lives it. Oh. Which, by the way, is another brilliant aspect of the story is this whole idea of living your craft versus you know just you know because I see you remember when they went um, to <laughs> the fishbowl trick and it, they he, and then Christian Bale was saying like this is the act right here this is it where he's living out like his trick he's living out his art it was such an interesting way to kind of give the audience a little hint that he was doing exactly the same thing. And that's why he could appreciate it. And Angier couldn't mm-hmm. because to Angier was on stage and off stage, but to him, it was his entire life. Hmm. And that's why he appreciated the, um I don't know who it was. Um, uh, yeah. The Sue? one who, yeah. The, oh, the older,
0: Sue. older guy who acted yeah. like he was, you know, but he on. was
1: based on a real character too, a real um, individual too.
0: And just I would imagine back back then, you know, you, these tricks, the the links that they went to, to mm-hmm. like the bird truck with this big contraption on his back and all these <laughs> wires, and they had to like you know wind it up and pull the bird in, and it's like they a lot, <laughs> went to a lot of a lot of work to do one trick. Which Dangerous I mean, too, obviously. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, was this around the time of like Harry Houdini?
0: Um, I would, I would assume so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so.
0: <coughs> and it, the, the nice thing is that you can take, you can pick out these random people in the audience who are, you know, part of the, of the show. No one's going to know. It's like,
1: yeah.
0: no one's going to yeah. recognize anyone. Like, yeah. so it was like, I saw him on Facebook or whatever. <laughs> uh, Jason Cross, why did it take Angier to get to the diary page that revealed Alfred set him up? Oh, that's a
1: good, so are you saying why did it take him like that long to figure it out
0: was he blinded by his obsession or his quest for revenge
1: that's what i think and i think that plays very well into (laughs) tesla's line to him saying like i've seen a man like obsessed go you know go home um so maybe it's another play on that as well that he's just too obsessed we can't like figure it out
0: tesla i'll talk about that here in a minute oh yeah (laughs) yeah uh, Jason, another question: Why did he? Why did it take so long for Angier to get him the diary page that revealed Alfred set him up? Oh, okay, Clarify Oh, that. I
1: see.
0: Okay. Why take it long? Why did it take so long for Angier to get to the? Oh, to get to the diary page. I think it was at the end, right? It's like yeah, yeah,
1: because then it was a little. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. By the way. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, I know
1: you're reading this. Hi, buddy.
0: Yeah, and we did talk about the performances. I thought everyone did a, a great job, ex- and I love Bowie, but. He's the weakest part of this movie. No,
1: yeah. no, Steve. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's, I love Bowie. I love me some Bowie. And, but uh, that accent just <laughs> didn't do it for me. Just He wasn't a good Tesla.
1: Really? Who do you think would have been a good Tesla?
0: Someone with a German accent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who it would have been. Um, I, I'm sure there's there's plenty of actors who either have a natural accent or would have done but i mean it was it was still cool to see and it was still like hey that's david bowie so you know
1: yeah
0: i'd rather him be there but they, you know i think they could have maybe made a different choice there but it didn't drag the movie down or anything it's just it's like yeah. he was probably the the weakest if i'm being critical like the weakest performance
1: would be his performance yeah yeah <laughs> You know who? Have you seen um, Ethan Hawke's rendition of Tesla? Uh,
0: what was that on? What uh...
1: I forget, but I think it was. I think it was actually just named Tesla, but it was a movie. Hmm.
0: It was Ethan Hawke. Then you know.
1: Well, yeah. I
0: mean, must be good, right?
1: But it, yeah. Yeah. It's like the Michael Caine of like A twenty four films.
0: He is. Yeah, yeah. I have a list of A twenty four films mm. to watch soon. It's gonna be a long, long twenty-four days, a couple of months. (laughs) But yeah, uh, but yeah, I thought everyone. But he he wasn't like terrible. But uh, when when you're at that level of, you know, Jackman and and uh, you know Christian Bale Bale and and then by you know, so then it's like, well, you know,
1: Michael Caine. Michael
0: Caine. It's like, well, something here doesn't belong, kind of thing. You know, uh, I don't know.
1: I liked it, but that you know, we can agree to disagree.
0: No, I still liked it but you know one of those things uh, the what I what I didn't notice at the beginning was that the when he drops into the water when Mike when uh, mm. when he drops in under the, under the stage he drops from the stage into the <laughs> water that the it automatically locks and he's not the one who locks it so it was, it was a setup and I didn't catch that until the end when we see the replay that he because I thought he did it on purpose I thought he moved oh, the tank I under see. I see. To, and like to intentionally set him up. Yeah. But well, the editing
1: it, is cut in a way that, like, I think that's what you're led to believe. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: yeah. And how awful to to be convicted of killing someone when they're still, you know, they're still alive.
1: I know. I know. And did you? I can't believe. Um, what really surprised me on my latest watch was realizing that he was Codwell, like, from the very beginning. Did you pick up on that too?
0: I I did about halfway through. I started to wonder like how similar they look or how the walk. And I thought, well, maybe it's the same person, but I didn't really catch. I didn't really, I wasn't convinced. I wasn't like, you know, dead set, but I thought maybe that's the same.
1: Well, the thing is when um, he's with his wife, when she's like the great Danton, you know, and like, they're like having a moment together. um, He said some, he literally laid it out like, oh, I'm doing magic. So like, I don't wreck my family's name. And like, so you're getting like, and then when you think of like, he lives in a very well, you know, when we look at when he's reading the diary, he's doing very well. And I personally don't know if magicians reached that level of financial stability at that time. Um, I just don't. I don't think so. It's very old money aesthetic in his um, living quarters. And so that's another one where it, within the first 10 minutes, it just laid out like this is Codwell. He's play, he's playing here. That's probably why he got so upset about losing the wife, because to this, this was probably just a game for him, like a hobby. Mm. And it's a really interesting a dynamic because obviously we have this socioeconomic difference between Codwell kind of like playing magician type of thing, just seeing what he wants to do, and you know, like he has all this backing and this money. And then we have um Alfred's character, who's this is his life. And I get the impression that he's not as well off as Codwell is um and so you kind of see those two dynamics of these um having like almost an advantage and not type hmm. of thing, which I think is a really interesting also uh, and also an interesting dynamic between the two magicians as well
0: and he he was more of a showman too he was more of a he was less of a of a entertainer and he was yeah. more of like the like a purist of performing but it wasn't a, like a show it wasn't a, a jackman's character is more of a um you know yeah. the presentation and yeah. not so much the yeah. the tricks or the, the act. Which,
1: which i couldn't um i couldn't get over the fact you you know when um christian bale's character alfred interrupted the the despairing man or the disappointing <laughs> man and like i was i was thinking to myself i was like you know it would have been so good if they actually collaborated Could you imagine if they collaborated, played um, on both sides of the street there, and like, you know, they integrated like parts of their act to each other? That would have been so great. And that probably would have been probably the greatest magic show of the time because they were the two greatest. So, and it's just such a shame because I actually thought that was very entertaining. As much as I disagreed with it, I was like, you know, if they actually collaborated, they probably could have risen to higher fame.
0: They could have, yeah. They potentially could have. I think he couldn't get over it. Well, I think Jackman's character is obsessed with his wife dying the way she did, and then towards the end, yeah, he almost forgets about that, and it's not about that anymore. He's like, I don't care about her, and it's this isn't about that anymore. Yeah. You become yeah. it becomes something else. Yeah.
1: But that was in my own little like Lady Jane like rewriting the script type of mind. So.
0: Yeah, if he. If he didn't kill his wife, maybe... They would maybe.
1: yeah. We, we'll have to like change the entire dynamic of the story, but yeah.
0: Yeah, or maybe just it was a, a scare. Maybe that would have been enough to... Like, well, don't do that again. Let's, mm-hmm. let's figure this out.
1: Did you... Th- okay, I'm going to pose a question here. Do you think Michael Caine's character knew about the double?
0: I didn't until the very end when he brings his daughter over and he has that look on his face. But then I wondered... Okay, what was, why did he go along with it the whole time? Like, why, where did it turn for him? Or when did he find out that he knew that he knew what was going to happen? Like, when did that change? Or did it change? Was he always, did he always know about it?
1: I'm under the impression that he always knew because A, he keeps saying, like, the only way I know to do it is that there's a double, which is giving away that he knows there's an exact double. Um, When he said, like, oh, it's the same guy that comes out. He's like, no, it's not and so like that's also giving away like no i know this and the third part is that um he's kind of he is the mastermind behind the technical side of it and so i mean i'm i he's smart enough to figure this out you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so i personally think like he knew the entire time and um because remember when he said they were saying like don't give away your secret because the second you give away your secret you're worthless to them and I think Michael Caine's character really took that to heart and he really lived by that he was another one that he could appreciate uh Christian Bale's like dedication to it because that's what he lived and breathed Hmm. and so I think that's why he never like gave it away but he was just like because the secret is the end-all be-all in this in this dynamic here in this world
0: the prestige the prestige yeah yeah I, I which, again, like it's they...
1: brilliant it's a brilliant way to think of this film
0: yeah the, the i like that they broke down the different, three different parts of a tra- or the you know the other yeah. thing that's pretty clever they broke And then down like the
1: stories actually
0: mirror the, the whole parts which i think is really cool yeah um yeah um but i did wonder i did wonder too if the wife figured it out when he injured when he was shot in the hand because she they're looking at his hand and she's it's almost it's it looks the same as it did when it first happened because he had chopped off his fingers to match so no one knew
1: yeah but like how long did they wait in between too i'm like you know like was this like a week like uh no offense this gotta be some same day action here you know what i mean like
0: can't waste any time but Back then, you figure that if you chop off a limb, even a finger, then you're, I mean, you're taking yeah. a risk because yeah. it gets infected and you're kind of screwed.
1: Yeah, Germs. Germs. <laughs> Germs.
0: Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a serious business. The. Um, yeah, so I, I did like the end when we. Uh, well, first of all, it made me think, too, with the Tesla machine, I think I you kind of catch i kind of caught on that okay he didn't really kill him it's like a double or whatever but would you be able to kill your double if this machine would create new Janes? would you be able to kill it and kill them over and over no
1: no definitely not i couldn't do that to another lady jane absolutely not uh (laughs) that would just be a travesty to the world here um no um that's one part that i still kind of struggle with and Maybe mm. the book explores it a little bit better, but I never understood like, does the machine make a copy over there and then the main person stays the same? But in that, if that's the case and they drop down, the main person's dying, so how does this person then like figure out what's mm. going on? You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I thought I've pondered this for a long time and I was like there has to be some type of transfer of consciousness there, which I don't know really works. We're getting into more like sci-fi here. Um, Yeah, so that's one thing that I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm following here, you know what I mean? So that's one thing that kind of bothers me about this movie is that we need more answers on how that technically works. Because I never Mm -hmm. understood when he said like, it took courage to either be the man in the box or the man on stage.
0: Unless there's, unless he has like a, a, like an inventory of himself that he can like, okay, go to the balcony. And when I give you the signal, then you come out and you, and you go to the stage and you fall in the trap and you'll be fine. And you really, yeah. But I, I don't know I still,
1: Yeah. I don't know how well that works though. So you know what I mean? I just, that's one, because I always took it that there was one person at the time making a copy over here and then. See, I don't know. See, yeah. See, it's so complicated that I don't know about the sci-fi elements of this, because I thought they were making like a lifetime copy, you know?
0: Yeah. Unless unless when they're duplicated, they know exactly what's going on and they they know the they know their role. But he doesn't hesitate when he creates his first duplicate. Like he then, doesn't yeah. hesitate.
1: But then, how do you know like what the plan is? You know what I mean? Because. I don't know. Just that part bothered me. I don't I don't like that part. It just it weirded me out because like logically it doesn't make sense, you know?
0: And why a hundred shows? Like what what is there a, did he put a cap on himself to kill himself a hundred times? What was a hundred about? I do you know? know? Was that, no,
1: that I don't know. I like how you asked me, like, well, do you know what that's about? Like I'm the expert at this. No, Steve, I'm not Christopher Nolan. I don't
0: know you've seen it a bunch of times. I maybe thought you had an idea. Mm-hmm.
1: Too much faith in my abilities here.
0: No, uh, but I, yeah, I did. I did. I kind of took it as he's giving him a like a limited window to come and see what he's doing. Yeah. kind of like if you want to see, you have to come now, kind of thing. Like this, this is limited engagement.
1: I also think it's part of his showmanship. Hmm. You know, people will go to see when it is a limited engagement and like what's he going to do for the hundredth and like that type of thing. So I do think it was kind of a PR stunt. Hmm.
0: And they do a great they they uh especially the the moment where he hands the gun to someone and he said like, okay go ahead
1: i was like how dumb do you have to be like you didn't even look at him come on man
0: i mean you'd think you'd like take a look at the crowd first right you like, think you look the sure. guy
1: in the eye that you're handing the weapon to
0: and when he gets shot i like how everyone laughs, <laughs> No one really comes to us i rest, know and i'm just laugh. like
1: uh yeah dark times man dark times and entertainment."
0: ruthless yeah they don't mess around they're not messing around at all. What other uh, what other foreshadowing did you enjoy with this one that you can think of?
1: So I oops. this is I actually just realized in the very first opening scene. You remember when Michael King's doing the magic trick with the birds, and you mm-hmm. see all of the birds across um, the window.
0: Yeah,
1: they're all mm-hmm. copies of each other. They're well not copies but they're all like twins or they're all like they look the same in cages
0: Hmm. yeah
1: which i think that that's pretty brilliant i just picked up on that like two days ago um and um i really like the um i really one of my favorite scenes is the one that i already mentioned where he's flirting with his new love interest and she has her nephew and the nephew's crying and he knows like, he's like, what happened to the brother? What about the brother? And that A, gives away that there's a brother there because um, Christian Bale's character is kind of like uh, your smart kid. Um, and then it also foreshadows what's going to happen ultimately between the two brothers. Um, so I thought that a very, very, and then he says, oh, your boy's really smart, you know, um, which is kind of like talking about his own situation too. So. I think that scene is very brilliant because again, it's so subtle, but it says so much about the story in many different layers and many different lights so I, that's one of my favorites I have to say
0: and after he meets her and he you know he's like, do you want i can I could go for some tea and she's like, Ma, well, you know, maybe next time, yeah, and then he just like shows up and the, like she locks the door, she purposely locks the door and she turns yeah. out and he's there it's like, is that yeah. is- is that a good thing? I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, that, that kind of
1: creeped me out. That no, nah, no, nah, nah, yeah. nah, that was not that was not well done, gentlemen. Um, and she laughs. So I would not be laughing.
0: No, but, I was like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: But the, also, I wonder, like, which twin had the date? Like, who had like the going out date, and then who had the staying in date? You know? Yeah. Like, like, do, does your evil twin? I think it's the evil twin. I'm gonna call him evil twin, right? Um, i think evil twin like showed her around town but then you know the like tea time was the good twin because it's like the quality time but i don't know mm. so because it kind of freaks me out the other way you know what i mean
0: yeah it was a little strange yeah, like, i
1: would not want to end the date with freddie you know what i'm saying
0: and it it does like on, on the first watch i thought maybe he is he does have some kind of skill that he can like some there's something special about him for him to like you know up here in the room after he's right outside the door. Maybe there is something special about him that he has some kind of ability.
1: But it's Tesla the machine. Tesla machine. I'm also like, yeah, dude, you broke into our house, <laughs> like, you know, while she was away. Like, nah, this is what not. If, what if?
0: What if it was like a bad lunch? Then what? You know?
1: Yeah, I'm like, not it. Mm, yeah. Because but, it literally yeah. means they had to break into our house while she's gone. It just creeped me out. I didn't like that at all.
0: That's like some planning. Yeah.
1: And I love. I just picture them like sitting together, and be like, you know, it'd be great if we broke into our house. <laughs> that she'll really like you, man. Come on.
0: You know what women love? yeah, uh, yeah. you just like up here in their house, yeah. <laughs> Breaking and entering, <laughs> they love that.
1: God, that's terrible.
0: What if it was what if it was a bad date? Then what? Then it's like yeah, I know. know what, like, what if you didn't like her? Doing? Yeah, Yeah. it's like yeah. we hate each other. What are you doing here?
1: Yeah, yeah. and he's like, tea. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, that kind of
1: went uh, very bad, very
0: very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. The um. Yeah. The the twin thing. I I thought. kind of and he did, He never talks either. The twin with the makeup on. Whenever the twins and the makeup. Yeah. And uh, he
1: wait, never What's talks. his name? Is because C- is Cutter.
0: Cutter's the. Uh, Cutter's uh, um. Uh, Michael Kane's character. Michael Kane.
1: I don't remember what the other character's
0: name is. I forget his name. It was like one name. Um. I, I don't see it here yeah. in the thing, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it was it was a, he had a name, I forget the name was. Though. Yeah, I
1: forget, because yeah. no one paid attention to him. He was the man in the box.
0: Yeah, and I liked how he, how you know, they kid they kidnap him and they put him in the box, they bury him, and then he comes back with, "I have a great idea for a trick. I'll, <laughs> they'll bury me alive, and I'll, you
1: know." Yeah. Had a test. I run. Felt, yeah, I and. Uh, the interesting part about that scene too is that you don't know which one was, was which at the time that was one where i lost who was who because he's like i almost lost something very precious to me and i couldn't tell if he was talking about the brother or if he was mm-hmm. talking about his own life because i'm like oh that's that's interesting
0: i well i would think that it would be the the bad brother was the one that was trapped because he i think Hugh Jackman's character says something something to the effect of you gave this up to me pretty easily. Like you you folded pretty fast. So maybe the bad twin would have taken a little bit more time to negotiate, I guess, or to, you know, oh, kind of yeah, maybe. outmaneuver him somehow. But he 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 folds pretty quick and he gives him what he wants. Well, yeah. he gives him the name. He gives him something. So maybe well, maybe it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I, I lost track of who's who at that dinner when he was being kind of jerkish to everybody. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know you're the bad twin, but I can't tell if you were in the ground or you dug dug yourself up. I'm not sure. So.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, and he does panic. He's one of the one of the moments when he says, well, where is he? And so, well, he's under there. And that's one of the few moments that he, he seemed like he kind of loses it. You know, he's like panics and he grabs a shovel and starts shoveling.
1: Which, if you think about it, Hugh Jackman was so close to discovering the secret. If he looked a little bit more closely, could you imagine?
0: And I like that he shot through the coffin and shot Michael Caine's character. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: What do you expect? I mean, yeah, he has a gun. So yeah. be careful. Yeah.
1: yeah, that whole plot, I was a little like, no, nah, this is a little weird. Y'all kind of quit it now. Grab <laughs> a line of burying alive.
0: The uh, the moment where he falls through the, Hugh Jackman's character falls through the floor and he moves the, like, the mm-hmm. basically, like the, the, the big pile of yeah. whatever it was, and he falls on his leg. And Christian character character's they there like, "No, know, remember yeah. me?
1: Which, by the way, this is another really interesting exploration of the socio-demographic um, difference between them because both of them got hurt in their line of work. But Hugh Jackman's, you know, he walks with the cane. He almost gets elevated a little bit because of it. Whereas yeah. Freddie is thinking like, shoot, I can't do this trick. I can do uh, card tricks. I can do this. You know, he's trying to think of how to preserve his livelihood through this injury. So I think that was really interesting that they both sustained an injury from their work, yet the reactions are very, very different. And I think it's because of their socioeconomic differences.
0: Interesting. I didn't think about that. He is at a a major disadvantage of being a magician, losing a couple of fingers. Yeah.
1: I I just actually, that popped into my brain while you were asking me another question. And I was like, oh, I better mention that.
0: <laughs> and it is a it is a tell at the end when they were going through the prison and the daughter's walking up and you see him limping with the cane, you know, so, okay, that's, that's him. Yeah,
1: yeah. Which is, I was also like, my first watch that I watched this, I didn't like put two and two together that he was like the guy. I was like, wait a minute. But then it, I figured it out subsequently on my second watch that it was like, oh. This is the Lord Codwell the entire time and he's, you know, so, ugh. so wait, so he is then the original magician then, right? Because can the clones have the same injuries?
0: I would assume it'd be identical. So yeah, I think right. they'd be, I think they'd be born or they'd be okay. <laughs> duplicated with the same injury.
1: Okay, because that's also something that bothered me. Because I'm like, wait, so is he not the one in the box the entire time? So like, yeah, it gets hmm. complicated when you think about it.
0: So which which twin lived then, the or, or one. which fr- the good one the So the father. one in, the one in prison was the bad one.
1: Yeah, the one in prison was the bad one. Um, you can kind of tell from like the attitude and the way he does like the tricks on, um, and he kind of riles up the uh, guard. Um, I- also, when he's reading it. And the, a big tell is like um, when he's reading the journal and he's like, Your wife couldn't stand like the hot and cold, you know, different emotions. And he just kind of looks up and he's like, Oh, it's me. Like, you know, because that he was the cold emotion there, you know, his personality. Um, also, um, there was something else. There was something else that I, I remembered about that. Oh, when Michael Caine says, and this also says that he knew that there was a twin. Um, When Michael Caine visits Lord Caldwell, and he's like, she needs her father. You know, you know that she needs her father. Mm -hmm. And then he knows which twin to call, the one outside. So he knew that the good twin, and Albert was the good twin. I got like I have yeah. to do strings or something like it's a murder scene here. Um, and then Albert was obviously the good father because he was, you know, the the love interest to his wife there. You know, he was like the good one. So no. and then he obviously fathered the child with her. And so when um, Cutter said like no, she the girl needs her father. He knows that it's uh, Alfred. No. Freddy, Fre- or- no it's not freddie it's albert
0: so freddie's the bad one
1: freddie's the bad one okay yeah
0: albert's, albert's the good one, one. Okay.
1: Yeah. and together they're alfred
0: but when he's talking to olivia doesn't she call him freddie and he gets mad
1: yeah because it wasn't freddie that so wasn't it was a albert. nice
0: one okay
1: that's yeah. how you can tell and like when um the, and then when um his wife's like freddie why is she calling you freddie he's like well that's my name because that was the bad twin that was Frederick. Oh, okay. So, and then when um, they had to switch, and she's like Freddie, and he's like, "Don't call me that." That was Albert because he didn't, he didn't, he couldn't stomach the thought of himself having an affair on his wife, mm-hmm. and he didn't
0: want to be Freddie. Very
1: nuanced. Something. So you gotta like track, yeah. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. So the the good twin was in love with the with the wife, and the bad mm-hmm. twin was in love with Olivia.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah I, I, know, I know it's very complicated and then you got eyebrows and like
0: yeah it's yeah it's a lot it's it's a lot of work to keep up that whole thing yes. I mean, that's that's yeah. work yeah hmm. the
1: dedication to the craft which is why uh like the fish trick
0: yeah wow the so let me ask so let me make sure i get the character name right uh when when robert died
1: <laughs> gonna, yeah.
0: yeah. Definitely need to rewatch that.
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah.
0: When when Robert died, were you sad? No. Why?
1: I kind of I don't like either of them, to be honest. Like they were both, hmm. well, they were both like morally gray characters. I think Robert had the potential to be really good, but Obviously, his ambition and like his obsession with his wife kind of got in the way of that. And then I think that Albert was good and had good intentions, but he was kind of dragged down with trying to keep the secret with Freddie. So okay. um, um, I actually, I was happy that the little girl had her father and they were going to go live happily. And the little girl does, doesn't know anything different. You know what I mean? Like she, mm-hmm. she would never know. Um, So I was kind of happy with that, that there was a little bit of like this avenging because quite frankly, I think they should have like quit a long time ago. Like just as soon as the fingers came off, I was like, this is the time. Obviously like, you know, we're done here guys. So.
0: But what's he going to do though? I mean, it'll, it'll be you. He loses his fingers and I mean, he has nothing else really going for him. That's what he's, that's his thing.
1: Yeah. But the other one lost his wife too. So it's kind of, you know, well, what's the next step here? Obviously, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm certain it's a different experience if you watch it. Yes, yeah. now
1: you're all gonna be watching and be like, wow, this is a uh, mind-bending.
0: It really Everyone's is, I Everyone's gonna yeah.
1: be counting the eyebrows on the, on the cut. <laughs> Pause it, I need to count the eyebrows.
0: Wow, I, yeah, that's a lot more, it's, you know, cause I, I did, there's lots of twists yeah. and I appreciated the twists, but there's even more to it now after this conversation yeah. that I missed. A lot yeah. of stuff that I missed. Yeah.
1: But this is why I love films like this is that, you know, you have this means of discovering something, you you know, that was right in front of you and you may not have picked up on, I didn't pick up on like half the stuff until I rewatched it this week. Like the, Mm. um, like the birds and about the, what happened to his brother. And so, you know, I, I love films that when you rewatch it, it's a whole different experience as well.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this would be a lot different on a rewatch too. Yeah. 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 So we had mentioned a little bit about the length. Would you would you shorten it if if how would you shorten it if you did shorten it?
1: I honestly would not. Um, I think it was just long enough to give the whole picture and give the experience of being delved into this world and trying to reveal all the secrets that are being kept. Um, So honestly, no, I wouldn't.
0: Hmm. And our friend J.R. Carroll's here. Don't mess with test technology. So, yeah. so we know you wouldn't, you wouldn't kill your doubles.
1: Would, not. would you, Steve? I'm gonna turn the tables here. Would you? Kill your I don't
0: doubles? think, I, I don't think I'd be able to. I don't know. I'd be like, we can do more books now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You'd be have a, a booktube channel from hell if you did that. <laughs> like review every day. What, um, <laughs> but, but would you duplicate yourself at all if you had the ability to? No. No.
1: There's only one Lady Jane, Steve. One and only. <laughs> There is no duplicating perfection.
0: <laughs> Everyone in the chat let us know if you duplicate yourself. If you had if you could would you do it?
1: Yes, let us know.
0: Yeah. Cuz I would worry that I would duplicate myself and the other person would be like I'm going to it's I'm going to take over like it's
1: Yeah, and I know. think that's like what happened with this consciousness because again, the consciousness messes me up about like are they both conscious at the same time? Like how do you get One consciousness into another, and then, but you're two different people, but you have the same, and it's it's really messy, man.
0: You're just asking for trouble, right? You're just asking for trouble because something bad will happen eventually, unless you kill yourself off over and over again for show (laughs) or revenge. Then it's like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know, then they're just like cannon fodder, I guess. Which
1: which I thought was really interesting when um, Michael King's character looks around. He's like, you know, I lied to you about drowning, right? And you see the moment of realization of how many times he put someone through that i was like oh that's that's brutal yeah.
0: yeah yeah that'd be rough uh chris i struggle with my own psyche never mind worrying about the other me
1: <laughs> right
0: you could get a lot more done i mean you could even rotate like your daily activities like your daily responsibilities like okay it's your turn to go to work today
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. uh we'll mean, see like
1: you mean, like, like freddie and uh
0: yeah you can like you can duplicate yourself like how you many never. times then and then maybe you can like enslave them somehow and then you can you know have like your own little thing going i don't
1: know about you sometimes steve i don't
0: know <laughs> you could do all kinds of all kinds of you No, know, it would it would go horribly wrong i'm sure yeah it
1: would go terribly wrong let's not do
0: it no that's some things you just shouldn't do that's one of them you shouldn't duplicate yourself and you should probably you probably shouldn't kill yourself off over and over again in a no nah.
1: Sure. not drowning. No, it's not a look it's not a vibe
0: just the links that he was willing to go to for revenge or to you know
1: yeah. yeah which i i get i feel so dumb because i actually i didn't figure out the whole cloning thing for years which i know it's like sounds really dumb now but um <laughs> i actually had like a teacher that was like do you want to know the secret and i'm like yeah i never really understood it. and that's when she told me like he was cloning himself and i'm like what and then I looked back and I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. So, <laughs> Yeah, it took me like literally years. And the stupid part is I never questioned it. I just kind of accepted that I didn't know. I had no like desire of figuring this out. <laughs> uh,
0: class of vigilante, a clone is no longer a duplicate. The second it's created, it would fundamentally be a different person. It's the multiverse idea.
1: See, that's the thing too, where I'm like, so they're the same person, but they're not. Yeah, You know what I mean? So how does the consciousness stay the same?
0: I think it would be from that moment and then it would go on its own. Like you would kind of like be the same and then you go in whatever direction it went And depends on their experiences or from that moment on what, what would influence them? What would change that person? Then it right,
1: but knows. he said like I didn't know every day whether I'd be the man in the box or the man on stage. So I'm like how does that work? You know what I mean? Like how do you Be the man in the box, and then be the man on stage.
0: You'd have to probably clone yourself daily to have the to know, and then.
1: I mean, the consciousness—like, how how does that work? You know what I mean? So that's like what messes me up a little bit.
0: And then you would, would you lose track of who's who? Like after you clone yourself so many times, and it's like, am I the same? Am I the original copy, or am I just like a duplicate? That's yeah,
1: because I don't understand the the whole. Because to me, the original stays here on the stage and then he drops down. So how do you go from here dropping down to over there? Hmm. You see what I mean?
0: But the, it, he does look surprised when he falls in the water. It's like he looks like he didn't expect it. Right. So,
1: yeah. I don't but know. then the original one, when he first tried it out, he was conscious enough to shoot the clone that came out of the box. So that means he should have been the original one, right?
0: You would imagine he'd be the original, but then do you, I mean, if you clone yourself so many times and do they, does someone else like, I don't, I don't know. That's.
1: See, this is the thing that messes me up about this. Cause I'm like, it doesn't work logically.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know. And I like how this is the sticking point.
0: It just, uh, yeah, it's not a good idea. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: No. Don't clone but, people. Don't kill them. It's I wondered if,
0: I wondered if there's another clone out there somewhere that didn't, that survived maybe there's a clone that so the battle rages on maybe maybe
1: That's not good. I thought they now might go that direction No, he's the um, lord or whatever his name is right
0: mm-hmm.
1: Caldwell so yeah so he could just be pieced out
0: he could have cloned himself and then uh, I don't know maybe he has yeah. one in the reserve I don't know who knows
1: I think we're pushing it now Steve
0: yeah, I think so yeah okay <laughs> anything else on this one you wanted to talk about
1: um no i think this was a really great story i again i love all the elements that we've discussed these foreshadowing you know these little like plays on names and um this whole like reveal and the tells it's it's so rich i love and i also love the um, cinematography too Mm. so the cinematography is really really cool and especially this like creepy atmosphere with tesla and um the black cats and the um Top hat. hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hat is really cool. Um, so I just, I really enjoyed this film. I'm so happy you got to watch it. I'm so happy we got to discuss it. Um, what do you, what overall did you think Steve?
0: I enjoyed it. I think, like I said, it was a little bit, it seemed a little long at times, but then when you look back on it. It's like, I don't know what I would cut. Yeah. Cause it's all there for, it's all there for a purpose. I was a Probably little bit, Tesla. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's okay, mm-hmm. I guess, but yeah, I would have maybe changed actors and given, given David Bowie another role, but, um, I was a little. I know this movie was 2006, but the special mm-hmm. effects were a little. I'm not a, like a big special effects guy, but it was like,
1: could mm, yeah. have
0: spent a little bit more money.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I actually read that um, David Bowie rejected the role at first and that the director flew out there and like basically pleaded him and like made his case and did the whole. Like, powerpoint i don't know if he did a powerpoint but like i'm imagining that he'd be a powerpoint of why david bowie had to be this character and then david bowie's like yeah all right okay, let's do it so wow so maybe that you're picking up on that energy steve
0: maybe maybe he's just didn't want to be there he's like mm. screw this yeah have you seen extras the the uk version of extras that when he sings to uh i forget his name you no. gotta look that up on youtube look that up the pathetic little fat man song on youtube just, just, just trust me. Just look it up. Anybody watching, look it up. Um, David, Bowen, mm-hmm. David Bowie on extras. It's hilarious. It's great. It's awesome. I
1: take you for it, Steve.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, Jane, for the another great recommendation. And oh, thank another, you, really great thank you so much for
1: watching it. I always have a great time talking about books and movies so with Steve. Talks books or movies, and <laughs> and so I'm really glad that we got to watch this. Hopefully, we'll get to do another one at some point.
0: Yeah, uh, I have I have another 10 day or 13, 14, I don't know. I have a few more days to go. So
1: All
0: right. I need to fill up some, some days, so I'm down. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah,
0: cool. Well, if someone wants to uh, find you or your channel, where can they find you?
1: So I am Lady Jane at Lady Jane Books, I am a booktuber. And I read an array of stories, but I particularly like creepy ones and um, ones like The Prestige. Um, and so you can find me on BookTube at Lady Jane Books, as well as on Twitter or Instagram.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jane. I know you're busy. So thanks for making time to, to chat about The Prestige.
1: Thank you again for inviting me. I always have a great time.
0: Of course. Thanks everyone for coming by and chatting with us. And yes, Chris, extras is very good. Yeah, I got to check that out. Thanks again, everyone. Hope you all have a great night and we'll talk to you all soon.